This is the How Did You Get Into That Podcast with Graham Baldwin, episode 61. Welcome to the How Did You Get Into That Podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview or encouraging message to help you find and do work you love. Now, here's your host, Grant Baldwin. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? My name is Grant. It is great to have you here. Hope you're doing well. Man, you look good today. You look good. You feel good? Because you look good. Excited about today's episode. I'm excited for this week. This is a week I've been waiting for and looking forward to for many, many months now because uh, a product, a resource that we've been working on for a while now, a Clarity Course, is now available, my friends. So if you haven't had a chance, stop by claritycourse.com. You can check that out. If you are someone who you dread Mondays, you hate what it is that you're doing right now, you're trying to figure out what is the work that you are put on this planet to do. Maybe you listen to these interviews and these episodes and you're like, man, all these other people seem like they really like what they do. And, you know, they, there's moments where, you know, it, it may be work, but overall, it seems like they really, really enjoy it. It seems like they've made a good living and they seem to have uh, less stress and more freedom and flexibility. How do I get more of that in my life? And so Clarity Course is all about that. So you can, uh, you can find, again, uh, all the information, details about that at claritycourse.com. We've already had a bunch of people uh, signing up, registering, being a part of it, and really, really excited about how this is going to help a lot of people. People. I, I don't want you to miss out, sincerely. I really don't want you to miss out on this. The uh, registration for this does close this Friday, December the 12th. So this is it. This is your chance to get in on this. Uh, we'll open up registration again sometime next year, but it, it could be a while. And so listen, don't ding around. This is a chance for you to start off new year 2015 with a bang. Come in like, no, no, I, I ain't messing around 2015. I came to find something that I enjoy. I came to find something that I'm passionate about. So uh, I want you to be a part of that. Again, you can get all that info at claritycourse.com. All right, today we've got a uh, interview with a, a good friend of mine. Excited to have this buddy on the on the show today. We are joined by the podcast answer man himself, Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff is a guy who has uh, been podcasting for many many years since podcasting was just kind of a, a brand new thing many years ago. Just got a great story, a great journey. Uh, also, if you are interested in podcasting at all, Cliff is a guy to really learn from. He's got a, a, a cool resource that we'll talk about at the end. Also, stick around after the interview because uh, right after we finish the interview, Cliff gave me a promo to share with just our listeners. So uh, stick around for that if you are interested in podcasting. So without further delay, here is my interview with Cliff. Enjoy. All right, what is up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? Today, we are joined by my friend, Cliff Ravenscraft, who is the podcast answer man. This guy is a, uh, he's like the godfather of podcasting. Is that safe to say? Are we allowed to say that? You know, many people have said that there are people there before me, but, you know, I, I've been around since December 2005, so I guess I'm an early pioneer, if you will. You've been around for a while longer than I have, which, I mean, in the scope of things, podcasting in general is still like, just a, a breath, like just it's still in its infancy. It is. It, it started in late 2004, mid 2004. Really didn't officially kick off in a big way until the you know mid part of 2005. And I would say that it's been an infancy stage for the last several years. And I'd say that we, it's just now becoming a toddler. I think it's taking its first big steps into the mainstream, if you will. I wonder how long we can stay on this baby child analogy for the for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, hey, it's, it's good to have you here, man. I know we uh, even whenever we got started with this podcast earlier this year, uh, we 
had chatted quite a bit and, and have crossed paths a time or two. So it's, it's good to have you on the show, man. Grant, I'm honored to be here, my friend. All right, let's get into this. So you are the podcast answer man, but what exactly does that mean? For someone that may not be familiar with you, give us a, an overview of your business. Sure. Well, one of the things that I do is help answer people's questions relating to podcasting. It, it, I started podcasting as a hobby back in 2005. Since then, I've created more than 30 of my own podcast shows, and I like to talk grant, so I've done over 3,260 podcast episodes of my own voice on the internet, usually mostly an hour apiece. That's, so, a, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time, my friend. And so back in, I started in December 2005. Two years later, I decided I wanted to do this full time. And one of the ways that I was able to do that was the promise that hmm, there'd be an interest in other people learning how to podcast and I could train and teach them. Yeah. So I am not only a podcast producer first and foremost, but I'm also a podcast consultant and coach. Nice. All right. So you get, I mean, you got your hand in the game in a bunch of different ways. So what is it about podcasting that first drew you in that seemed appealing to it, especially when it was like really, really in its infancy? Well, first of all, I was a blogger before I was a podcaster. So I had always had this desire to take what I'm experiencing in life and sharing it with the world in hopes to encourage and inspire others or to educate them or even entertain them. I've always had this desire to have an impact in other people's lives. And so I was doing that through blogging since 1996. It was way before it was called blogging. And I discovered podcasts as a consumer in the middle of 2005. And what I loved about the audio form was I was able to hear people's voices from all over the world and hear what their life was like. I was a casual fan of, of talk radio on the radio before I discovered podcasting. Right. But the only thing they ever talked about on the radio was news, politics, and sports, which I'm not into sports. But there were very few things that interested me. But when I discovered podcasting, it's like, just like blogging, there were blogs about everything. But I didn't enjoy reading as much as I did listening. And so what drew me into podcasting originally was hearing people's voices and hearing them speak about, talk about the things that they were passionate about. And one of the things that I became passionate about was this television show Lost. I became addicted to the mystery and the hidden clues and Easter eggs and, and the stuff that they were actually doing online. And after I had discovered my first two or three podcasts, I searched to see, I wonder if there's anybody in this world talking about the TV show Lost. Grant, there were five podcasts devoted to the TV show Lost. And this is at a time where like, there's hardly any podcasts in general, right? Yeah, we're talking hundreds of podcasts and five of them were devoted to the TV show Lost. Which is a pretty high percentage given the time. Exactly. So I subscribed to all five of them, listened to every episode every week, and I was blogging my own theories about the show. And Grant, this is what got me. This was the hook. I did this amazing theory, created this amazing theory about what I thought was happening on the show. I took screen captures from, from the TV episode and put them side by side. I had supporting evidence of my theory. And I called in on a, one of the podcasters had a, the ability for me to record audio and send it. And if you send them voice or audio feedback, they'd play it in the show. And Grant, I'll never forget the day I heard my voice on that podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know, Grant, do you remember when you were maybe in elementary school or high school, did you ever call in to the local radio station and do like one of those uh, 
you know, shout outs or you, you would dedicate a song yeah. to somebody? Here's what I do remember. I remember this about my earlier radio days is, well, two things. One, my dad was actually in radio. Like growing up, my dad was on a morning show on like the main country station in town. So that was always kind of, so I guess it was kind of in my blood. There was a local station I used to listen to all the time that, so whenever I'd call in for my birthday, well, the, like the main morning host, his daughter's birthday was the same day. So I was always bitter because I was like, she'd always, like, I would never get any shout outs because he was just jabbering on about his daughter. So I'm still bitter about that, but I'm, I'm working through it. But yes, I, I do remember that feeling of you listen to a radio that, you know, thousands of people maybe listen to. It's like, oh my gosh, they played my thing for three seconds. That was amazing. Or, or they just said your name even. It's yep. like, this is from Cliff to so-and-so. It's like, they just said my name on the radio. And that was so cool. And that was in my local area, right? But I'm talking about this was, I, and I happen to know the podcast that I was subscribed to, the particular one that played my voice. It was listened to all over the world, every country on this earth, and literally tens of thousands of people were listening and not just heard my name, but heard me and my message and my theory. And let me tell you something, Grant. I was a blogger before I started podcasting, and at most, I had maybe 100 people per month visiting my site at that time in 2005. And by the way, this is after I've been blogging for nine years. (laughs) And after my voice was heard on that podcast all of a sudden I started to get thousands of people landing on my site per day. Crazy. Per day. And this is 2005 numbers. So those are pretty impressive for back then. Right, right. And what happened was people said, Cliff, why don't you create your own podcast? I loved hearing your voice. I I think you do a great job explaining it. And granted, it didn't take too much to stroke my ego before I decided, yeah, let's go try this out. Let's give this a shot. Now, I got I to confess this too. I didn't get into Lost. It didn't make any sense to me. Like I, My wife was hardcore into it and I watched a few episodes, but maybe I should have been listening to your podcast instead and that would have hooked me in better. If you ever want to go and, and binge watch something, because of course Lost right. is on Amazon or is on uh, Netflix and all those other places. If you ever want to binge watch something and that you'll totally get hooked into, I was like you. I, I did not get into the TV show Lost when it first came out. People, when they were describing it before it launched, they called it a scripted version of Survivor. And I wasn't even into Survivor. All right. But, and, and that is such a bad description. But what happened was my wife was watching the TV show and she watched the entire first season. I ignored the show completely until it was right around the, I think the, it was the third to last episode in the first season. And I sat down on the couch with my laptop while Stephanie was watching the show, waiting for it to end so we could watch something else. And that third, I think it was the third to final episode, or it may have been the second to last episode of the first season sit down and watch just those episodes, you will be hooked, my friend, in a big way. Then you'll go back and you'll binge watch. But it's one of those things like, you know, there's some shows you're like, man, I know if I watch a couple of them and I get into it, then I'm hooked. And then I, and then like a week or two of my life is shot just binge watching. Because we've all been there. We've, we've yeah. done that before. But yeah, okay, I'm intrigued. I'll consider but it. I'll consider it. I got to find will, a, a season will, of life where I don't have anything else going on. No doubt. And I will say one thing for you that you'll miss out on that we who watched it when it was happening did actually get to consume. I mean, the show is great in and of itself, but the reality is, is if you just watch the episodes, you will miss so much of what is actually there. So you had people who were the casual viewers of the television show, and then you had the insanely addicted followers, loyal fans of the show. Let me just say this. I told you there were five podcasts devoted to this TV show, right? 
Mm-hmm. There were people out there. Who, this is when HD TV was just becoming popular. Right. There were people who spent thousands of dollars getting HD capture cards. They capture the entire episode, and I and Grant, they would literally frame by frame every single frame of the television show was captured and put online in chronological order. So you could actually capture. You could go online, search some of these sites, and see any single frame of that television show i don't know if that's impressive or sad or somewhere in the somewhere in the middle but there's a reason why and that's because the writers of the show knew this and they intentionally hid clues in single frames of the show yeah that's the fun part of that so there was this entire internet culture where we were you know engaging with one another it was amazing yeah i'm geeking out well it kind of you know it kind of reminds me of today like in present time the uh, serial podcast that's just amazingly fascinating right now and producing all types of uh, conspiracy theorists and it's very fascinating to follow along with that now as it unfolds oh i'm i'm totally addicted to serial and by the way if any of your subscribers are not familiar with serial just go to itunes and download it. and you want to oh, start so with good ep- episode one start with episode one if you don't get hooked within the first five minutes just promise us you'll listen to the first full episode and then you'll be hooked yeah oh so good all right anyway let's go back to this all right so you're into loss you start your own podcast you're, you're starting to whet your appetite on this whole podcasting thing well at the time what are you doing in terms of a career i was an insurance agent working in a family-run insurance agency owned by my mom and dad the agency was in the family since 1926. Dang. And I was next in line to take it over with my sister. So uh, things were going pretty well on the career front. I was making good money and the promise of making lots more. In fact, I'll just give you a, a throw a little number out there that if I would not have left my career in insurance, today I'd be making just over a half million dollars a year in personal income. That's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. And I walked away from that. All right, so let's talk about that. It's not only something that's been around in your family for a while, but it sounds like something you're doing well at. So were you enjoying the insurance world or is it just kind of this is all I know, so this is kind of the path of least resistance or what are you kind of thinking at that point? Well, here's the deal. There were two things. I was not outside of being paid to do insurance. I was also an associate pastor of a, of a church and I was doing ministry work on the side and it, that was unpaid and it was something I, I just did because that's what I felt called to do. When my mom and dad first hired me back in 1996, I believe it was, they hired me and asked me to come work for them to hook up their computers. They needed to create this thing called a network among their computers to Uh install this software called agency management software, and they needed all of them to, to talk to each other and to the internet. So they hired me to come and do that, and I said, listen, as long as you promise me two things. Number one, promise me that you'll never make me sell insurance because I have no desire to ever do so. And the second thing I want you to promise me is that if I ever get the opportunity to do ministry full time, basically at that time, it was my mindset was to be a pastor of a church full time, that you'll not give me a problem if I decide that this is what I want to do, no matter how much lower my income would be compared to what I'd make in insurance. So I said, I'll come work with you if you can agree to those two things. And they did. 
how did that go over though? Because I think you know, I think for some people that may be listening to this, there's I think there's a lot of people who either grow up in a family business or there's some type of, of generational career that you know my grandpa was a doctor, my dad was a doctor. It's kind of expected that I'm going to become a, a doctor, and it sounds like that's kind of the the space you are in in terms of the insurance world. So whenever you approach your parents and say, hey. You know, I, I know this is the path that you want me to go down, but I'm not really interested in it. I'd rather do this this thing over here. What's their response? What's their reaction? They were pretty cool about it because, I mean, I guess, gosh, I don't even know how old I was at the time. I was in my mid-20s, I would say. And so up to that point, I'm kind of aimlessly going through life in a bunch of different, you know, jobs as an employee. Matter of fact, they rescued me from being a call center operator uh, for Staples <laughs> catalog order department. So nice. Nice. If you, if you ever ordered from their from Staples online through the telephone, I may have taken your order at one point. So just little meaningless jobs like that. And and so they rescued me, me from that. They knew that I was into technology and they kind of knew that it really wasn't in my heart to go into insurance. So it's not necessarily that they were expecting me to take over the insurance one day. But I wanted to make sure that I was clear with them. It's like, listen, I want to come work for you, but let me be clear. The appeal for me and your offer is not necessarily this gainful employment and and promise of great financial reward. But what you got me here to do and what interests me was this whole computer thing. I'm totally into technology. I'm up for this task of figuring out this computers and Windows 95 and TCP IPs and and all this stuff. Sure, I'll figure out all of that stuff and make it all work for you. Just promise me that you will not get this crazy idea that I'm going to be the guy who takes this agency over one day. Gotcha. So you're you're doing the the tech side of the business. How long are you doing that before the podcasting stuff starts to come into play? Many years. Many, many years. So so basically what happened is I started with the tech stuff. I got it all hooked up. And then what do you do, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's like I'm sitting there paid, but you know I'm filing. Ooh, that's fun. Exciting. Um, and and I'm answering the phone, and and so basically I I learned this quoting software, and you know my dad's back there in his office. He's taking all this information. He says, "Here, let me show you how this quoting software works." And so I learned the quoting software. He says, "All I need you to do is punch in all of this information, print out these reports, which are your quotes, and then hand them back to me." And so he was doing that. He'd call the person up and they would say, oh, yeah, I'll go with that. And they'll come in. He says, after doing that for so many weeks on end, he says, you realize that you're doing all the work. I was going to say, it sounds like he's just roping you in slowly. But it's not that he was doing this intentionally, but he was like, listen, I'm busy. I can't take on as many clients as what we can possibly take here. We're turning away business. But here's what I want to tell you, Cliff. I know you say you don't want to sell insurance, but if you went and got your license, you realize all you have to do is ask them this information, punch that information in, which you're already doing, get the printout, read it to them, and they'll come in and sign. And if you do that, and, and he says, if you do that, I'll pay for you to get your license. I'll pay for you to go to the insurance school. And once you get it, I will pay you X amount of dollars for every homeowner's policy, every life insurance policy, every all these different things. And so I was like, okay, I'm a young married guy. I could use a little extra income. So yeah, I went and got my license. And long story, very short, basically, I ended up getting my auto, home, life, health, business insurance. And I got to the place where I was doing very well. And I actually didn't enjoy selling auto and home insurance as much as I did life insurance. I got really excited about that after I found out about Dave Ramsey. My wife and I became completely debt-free as a result of his program. 
and we learned about the benefits of you know, buying term life insurance and helping people understand how to become debt-free rather than selling them a policy that you know, maybe isn't really in their best interest. So I started selling term life insurance. I took a lot of sales classes, went to a lot of sales. I went to one school that was two weeks in training on learning how to sell. And I got to the place where out of 14,000 agents with one company, I was ranked in the top 10. And I was ranked in the top 50 out of an agency with more than 28,000 agents. Nice. Both so, of those at the same time. So you're doing, I mean, obviously you're doing well in insurance. So even though you're, you don't necessarily want it to go down that path, you're starting to go down that path. Are you feeling like, well, maybe it's not so bad after all? Or are you just feeling like, I'm just buying myself time until I find something I actually do want to do? So by this time, and we're talking, we're, let's, let's just say that the time frame when I was in the top of those companies, it's right around 2004, 2005. It's just before I start podcasting as a hobby. So at this point, it's like it's very clear that there's very little I could do out there that at least in my mind at the time that where I could ever go anywhere else and make this much money. I mean, I at this time, I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s and I'm making more money than and pretty much most anyone that I know my age. And so I can't think of doing anything other than that. And, you know, the idea of going out and doing ministry full time you know, while it still is appealing to me to do ministry because it's a calling in my life, I definitely didn't think, uh, you know, at this point that I could easily take a $38,000 a year job and provide for the family the way that, that I felt necessary. Right. So, so at that point, Grant, in 2004, 2005, I'm thinking I'm going to be in insurance forever. Yes, I'm going to take over the agency one day. In fact, the, the buy or the whatever agreement was in place for the, you know my dad to retire and and all of that stuff. So things are moving and progressing that way and I thought that I was at the place where I was really enjoying my job because it was allowing me to serve people. It was allowing me to help people, but truth be told Grant, insurance bored me to tears. I hated <laughs> reading and studying. I hated all of the numbers. I hated all of the stuff, but I forced myself to do well in it. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. So you're because I think there's people that are listening that may be in a similar spot of going, okay, what I'm doing is okay. It's not miserable. It's not great. I feel like there's something else I could do. I don't really know what it is. I make decent money. It's quote unquote, safe, secure, comfortable, yada, yada, yada. So you could do that and just almost become numb to it and still make a great living and do fine for the rest of life. But there sounds like there's something still gnawing like, ah, there's got to be something more than this. So how did you kind of balance that in your mind? Were you actively looking for something else to do? Or were you just like, I guess I'll become numb and I'll just do the insurance thing? Well, you know, I don't necessarily think that I was I was numb. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I didn't find great fulfillment in it. But then again, I was never taught that you could find great fulfillment in your work. That's yeah. what the weekends and vacations are for. Right. So I kind of thought that I was living the American dream. You know, I, I've got a great paying job that does well. And, and, you know, as far as job security goes, you don't get much better than what I had. And, and so I really thought things were great. So I didn't become dissatisfied with my job and still, until I started podcasting as a hobby in December 2005. And it really wasn't until a couple months into podcasting that I started to become dissatisfied with my job. And if you want, I can go there. Yeah, let's go there for sure. Because I think there, again, I think that happens with a lot of people of it's not like, 
you know, I find a show lost, I start podcasting, and on Friday, I decide to quit my insurance job, and on Monday, all of a sudden, I have a full-time podcasting career. So, you know, again, at the time, it, late December 2005, podcasting is still very, very, very new. So how long does it take you before you realize, like, I think I could actually make a, a, like a run at this. I think I could make a, a business out of that. Took longer for me than all the people around me. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So let's just say, and timeframes are a little fuzzy going back that far, but let's just say it's about four or five months into podcasting. And I'm on the telephone with one of my property casualty underwriters with Ohio Casualty Insurance. Her name is Kathy Anderson. And for whatever reason, I called to talk about a, a special exception to one of the rules of the policy. And, and we got on this conversation about television. She told me that she's a huge fan of the TV show Lost. And, and of course, what am I going to do? I told her, I said, I have this internet radio show. I was going to say, because even if you say you have a podcast, like at that time, does anybody even know what that is? Not really. Unless you're a geek, you didn't know. Right, right. So, so I said, there, I, said I, I probably said I have a podcast, which is like an internet talk radio show. And, and Stephanie and I, my wife, we talk about this. She goes, no way. How do I listen to it? And turns out she was able to, you know, she, was a, she worked in a, a company where she could plug her headphones in and, and listen while she does her work, you know, which is a lot of data entry stuff. And so basically we got off the phone and she calls me back an hour later. She goes, Cliff. And I'm like, what? She goes, that's what you're supposed to do with your life. Wow. And I'm like, what? She goes, I just listened to you and you're, you're amazing. Oh my gosh. I never knew that. I mean, you could do that for a living, Cliff. And I'm like, yeah, right. That's so funny. And so that was the first time I think I heard those words. Well, actually, it's probably the second because I, I had one of my listeners, Edith Baker. She was the first person, I believe, who ever wrote to me and says, Cliff, man, I love your podcast. I think you could probably do this for a living one day. And, and so I started to hear these little things. And man, you hear that four, five, six, seven, eight times and you love it as much as what I'm doing. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, I'd like to do this. And here's what really got to me. So the TV show Lost not only talked, had all the sci-fi stuff, but they also had a lot of real life themes to it, such as family, daddy issues, and also faith. They mm-hmm. had an entire character that pretended to be a Catholic priest and there was an, an episode called the 23rd Psalm. And this priest on the island quoted the 23rd Psalm, but he misquoted it. And, and it was intentional. And, I, and so I come to the podcast episode and Stephanie and I are talking about it. And of course, I'm sharing, you know, this is what the actual quote says. And this is what the character says. But the writers of the show are not idiots. These people, they did that on purpose. And here's if you think about the fact that if they know that this was a misquote and they did it intentionally, here's what I think it could mean for those who are on the island. And so that's all I shared. You know, I wasn't creating this podcast to be a Christian outreach in any way, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this one person wrote me an email and says, Cliff, I've been listening to your podcast and I hope you don't find this offensive, but can I ask you a question? You and your wife seem like you are Christians. Am I right? And Grant, I wrote back and I said, well, yes, we are a Christian. My wife and I are a Christian. And I said, I'm so happy to have you listen to the show. And so this person writes back. And Grant, if I would have printed out the email that came back, it would have been about 10 or 15 pages. It was long. (laughs) And this person poured out their heart and life to me and shared how they had 
wandered away from their faith and all the experiences that they had that were negative in the past and and that they truly had given up hope that there was ever anything true about you know what was in the Bible and they had never heard of a Christian at all who would ever do anything remotely crazy enough to like even to watch a television show that was <laughs> secular let alone podcast about it and you and your wife have such a relationship I've never heard somebody you guys it's like you guys fight sometimes but you can tell you love each other and you have this faith and I want to know more about it can you tell me more and that began what I I feel was my true calling in life which is to share our experiences online in such a way that it causes people to ask questions and and in a way that it will entertain them educate them encourage and inspire them so I started to get a lot of emails like that in fact, one person says, Cliff, can you tell me why you believe in, in Jesus? Because that just seems so weird to me. And I, I wrote back and I says, of course, this email said a lot of other things. And her name was Kim. And, and I said, Kim, let me ask you a question. Can, I, I get this question a lot, and I've been answering it individually each time. But I, I created this other podcast that is outside of the TV show Lost. And it's for me to answer anything and every, or to talk about anything and everything that I could ever want to talk about. By the way, that show today is called Pursuing a Balanced Life. It has 583 episodes. But this was like episode three of that show. And yeah. I said, can I answer your question in an episode of my podcast if you want I'll leave your name off? And she goes, you don't have to leave my name off. Sure, go ahead and answer it. And I sit there. I said, great. So the title of that episode was called Kim's Email. I read her email and then I just hit, you know, and I left the recorder going and I just talked from my heart about why I believe that what I believe. And I wasn't trying to convince her. I was just sharing who, why I believe what I believe. I put that episode online. I sent her an email and she listened to it. And she actually, it was the early afternoon. She wrote me back an email. She goes, Cliff, I just had to leave work. I couldn't stop crying uncontrollably. I want to let you know that I've just given my life to Jesus. What do I do next? Wow. And what I realized is I was having such a powerful impact, not just ministry, but just helping people understand how to become debt-free, how to have a great marriage and all these other things that we were talking about. This, I realized, is what I was called to do with my life. And I began to see insurance as a distraction. So maybe instead of the godfather of podcasting, you're the pastor of podcasting. That's, I could, that's, you know, that's I good probably, right there. You got to trademark I, that. I like that term a lot better. <laughs> so, so at this point, I mean, you're starting to get more and more into podcasting, though. But again, I think it's difficult whenever something is so new that there's not like a clear path of other people that are maybe making a living at it or a lot of people making a living at it to justify you giving a shot at it. So how long does it take before you, between December 2005, when you first start a podcast to the point where you were actually doing it full time? Two years. Did you feel like that was a long time? Mm, no, not at all. So you, uh, I mean, because when the, you get the, like December 2005, years, like there's no telling years. how long it'll take. But it sounds like, you know, you're like, well, if it takes two years or 10 years, I'm willing to give it a shot. Well, here's the thing. It, it was never a, a thought in my mind that I wanted to turn this. This was a hobby. You, you see, yeah. this, this wasn't a money generator. This was fun. So I started the podcast about Lost, and then three months later, I created a second podcast so I can start answering people's questions. And then, you know, the next thing you know, I've got three podcasts. And then one year later, in December 2006, I launched Podcast Answer Man. Not because, well, actually, it was one year into it that I finally had enough people say you could do this for a living, that I finally allowed myself to say the words, 
boy, if money were no object, if, if you were to ask me if money were no object, what would I do with my life? I'd podcast full time. That was the first time I allowed myself to say it. Now, at th- by this time, people had been asking me, Cliff, can you teach me how to podcast? And so I was teaching people for free, having fun, just having a great old time. People asked, you know, they said, you should pay me, you, you're, you should charge people to do this. And I had a couple people force me to take money from them. And then I got this, somebody says, you should do a webinar. And I did a webinar and I charged $75 per person and it filled up. And everybody there Every single participant of that webinar wrote me back and said, wow, you should charge hundreds of dollars for this. I would have paid hundreds. And I'm, I'm kicking myself. I was like, well, why don't you send me hundreds? <laughs> just joking. Somewhat. Um, <laughs> sort of kind of. But I, I like that too, that you, you know, when you start in December 2005, it is just a hobby. And it's not like I've got this mapped out plan of here's how this is all going to magically work out, how it's going to come together. It's just, you know, we're just going to do it and then we'll just see where it goes and being able to just take the next logical step as you go. And I think that that's so important for people to hear to, to take some of the pressure off. You may be in a spot right now where you really like what it is that you're doing and you're like, I would love to do this as a career. And you're not really sure what that trajectory looks like or what that roadmap looks like to get there. That's okay. Take some of the pressure off and feel like I, you know, I can I can take what the next logical step is and then let's figure out what to do from there. And then let's take another step, another step, instead of feeling like I need to know how this whole thing is, is going to unfold. Let, let's wrap up with this. For people that may be interested in getting into podcasting, I know I get emails a lot from people that are, are just fascinated by it because podcasting is growing and it's something that uh, a lot of people are intrigued by. What are some of your basic tips on getting started with a, a podcast in general? Basic tips. Number one, I would recommend that if you're going to do it as a hobby playing around, there's nothing wrong with that. And you could do that at, at a very low barrier, low cost of entry. It, just simply go out and, in fact, you could use your smartphone that you probably already have. You can get a free application on there to record your voice, transfer it over to your computer, and use something like Spreaker, Audio Boom, or a SoundCloud, or any of these other services out there to just create something, start putting stuff online. I highly recommend that whatever you do, find something that you're passionate about. Now, for those of you who are thinking, hey, I've got a little bit of a business going here. I want to build my personal brand. I definitely tell you that yeah, you can get into this at a very low cost, but I would recommend highly that you take it a little bit more serious if you want to build some brand equity and brand credibility around what you do and, and, and your, your place as an authority within your niche. And so I highly recommend if you're going to be serious about it, that you get a good microphone that makes you sound just as good, if not better than those guys on the FM radio dial. Right. Uh, and by the way, that's not hundreds of dollars. You don't have to spend hundreds and thousands. You can spend about a hundred dollars, plug, plug in a audio Technica ATR 2100 into your computer and record into free software, and you'll be able to do what I'm talking about. Which actually, that mic is what I'm using right now, and uh, it sounds great. You know, it's sounds I, great. If I remember right, I got it for like sixty bucks or something on Amazon. So you can get a good quality mic for relatively inexpensive and and be up and running immediately. Absolutely. And so, just find something that you're passionate about. Make sure that you're passionate because Grant, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is a lot of work. Now, I think you know you and I enjoy what we do, and so. But one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is that no matter how much you enjoy something, there's always going to be parts of it that are it's just work and it's just a job. And so, you know, you and I chit chatting is fun and it's enjoyable, and we both get a lot out of it. But 
putting together the episode and editing and show notes and everything that else goes into it, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes pieces that, that have to happen in order to make an episode actually come together. Absolutely. And so therefore, if you don't have the passion that is like there was this episode of The Middle on TV recently and this character named Brick Heck, he created his first podcast ep- uh, first podcast ever called The Fontcast. And he and, and by his third episode, he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to talk about Garenman today. How am I going to get fired up over this? And he says, like, like, listen, everybody, I hate to say this, but after this first week of podcasting with the font cast, I got to tell you, episode number one was a blast. I was on fire. By episode number two, I was just phoning it in. And, and now it's just become a real grind. And so I'm going to just have to end it here. And <laughs> I've seen that happen time and time again. Make sure that the content that you're creating, that you're super passionate, that it kind of goes deeper than just, oh, this is going to be great for my brand or help me make more money. Go deeper than that as far as your reason why, and it'll help you get through all the hard work. Yeah, and speaking of deeper there, I know that you know we can, we can cover a couple just brief little things about getting started with a podcast, and you've got a ton of stuff I know on your site, but you've also got a, a course that uh, I know is like really hardcore in depth. I mean, if you're really serious about podcasting, here's a great tool for you. So uh, give us a, a quick snapshot on that. Sure. Well, let me tell folks, this: uh, if you're an extremely technical and geeky person, you could actually use my free tutorial at learnhowtopodcast.com. And that's easy to remember, learnhowtopodcast.com. And uh, that will get you going. Or at least it'll be a foundation for everyone. And if you are not as technical and geeky and can't understand how to set up RSS feeds and stuff like that, I do have what Grant was talking about, a four-week online training and coaching course. It's not just a bunch of videos, but you literally get me, full access to me for an entire four weeks as I coach you through every step of the process. And you can learn more about it at podcastinga2z.com. And my next session starts January 12th. Awesome. Very good. And uh, be sure to go by and check out podcastanswerman.com. Again, you can just, if you're intrigued by podcasting at all, or just hearing more about Cliff's journey, you can stop by and, and check that out. So Cliff, always good talking to you, my friend. We will look to catch up with you again soon. All right. Thanks, Grant. Boom goes the dynamite. Hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Cliff Ravenscraft. Again, just a really great dude and uh, really a, a good got a good heart and excited about helping people get into the world of podcasting and share his love of podcasting with others. So, you know, one of the things I loved is, is his journey of turning his hobby into a business. It wasn't like, again, like we talked about, he he quit his insurance gig on a Friday and on Monday, the whole podcasting thing all of a sudden magically worked out. It wasn't like that. I mean, you heard him. It took him two years to make podcasting his full-time business. There's no plan for necessarily how it was going to come together, but he just continued to make progress. He just continued to take action. And so, I would encourage you, I would challenge you to do the same of stop stressing about how is this all going to magically work out. You know, sometimes you just have to take the next logical step. And so for Cliff, it was doing a podcast about loss and seeing where that took him and then trying something else and then trying and then starting to teach some people about podcasting. But you just start somewhere and you go from there. Hey, uh, like Cliff mentioned at the end there, he's got this podcasting A to Z course, which is a, a great, great course. He mentioned right after we, we finished the recording, he said, hey, if any of your listeners are interested, uh, I'll give you a promo code and they can get 500 bucks off the course. 
500 bucks off. That's that's crazy. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can use the promo code GRANT, G-R-A-N-T, my first name, GRANT, uh, whenever you register, sign up for podcasting A to Z. So again, you can go to podcastingatoz.com, use the promo code GRANT to save 500 bucks. Good stuff there. Okay, also, uh, let's see, what else? What else? What else? Clarity course this week. Again, make sure you stop by, check that out for reals, people, for reals. I would love for you to uh, be a part of that. We're going to have a, uh, not only just the course itself, but a community of people that are going through this who are in the trenches, just like you. You know, I, I've mentioned we've had uh, several people that have already gone through the material that helped us kind of craft it and give some feedback to it. And one of the things uh, we talked about at the end uh, with each of them, one of the, some of the feedback that each of them gave us was that they loved connecting with other people so that they knew that they weren't alone. You know, sometimes when you're on this journey to find and, and do work you love, you know, there's sometimes you, you come across people who are well-intentioned, well-meaning, you know, lovely family members and friends who are like, you're, you actually think you can find work you love? Like, it's work. It's supposed to be measurable. It's, so it's nice to just cross paths and to, to rub shoulders, to compare notes with people who are like, no, no, no. Like, if it's weird to be uh, finding and pursuing work you love, then I'm I'm good to be weird. And so it's helpful to be in the trenches and, and be among community of people who are on the same journey and can uh, walk alongside you, encourage you, and uh, continue to push you uh, on your own journey. So uh, make sure, again, you check that out at claritycourse.com. Hey, as always, feel free to email me, grantgrantbalden.com. You can check out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TweetFace, InstaFace, any of those places that you want to go. I'm at all those spots. So we'd love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. I would love to know how you are doing. All right. That about wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining us, my friends. Thanks for being a part of the show. We'll be coming at you again real soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the How Did You Get Into That podcast with Grant Baldwin. Don't forget to visit grantbaldwin.com for all the show notes and links discussed in today's episode. We'll see you next time.